it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Marvel Alliance Podcast, where we cover anything and everything to do with the Marvel Universe. From the comics, TV, and movies, we'll go from the Mojoverse to Earth-616 to the ruins of the Illuminati HQ in order to bring the Marvel Universe right to you. I'm the man without fear, Chris. I'm your friendly neighborhood, Brent. I'm the pod butcher, Trask, now. <laughs> Alliance <laughs> Assemble. <laughs> nice. I wasn't Volume that. 110. And, and, and last minute... Last minute, mm-hmm. Mr. Snell decides to uh, join us into this because, as he, he reminded us, that he has not gotten a chance to talk about this new trailer. No, and people know that I've been on vacation, but my vacation, I was supposed to be coming back tonight, but I came back a little early thanks to uh, six children. But the good thing is they're all good. They're watching. I can't do it. It was a very fun trip. We saw lots of fishes, but I saw these guys were about to go live. I'm like, well, everyone's sleeping. My food's still on the way. I want to talk about some Thor. And I want to see uh, Chris and Brent for a little bit. So uh, not Clay. Clay, if you're in the chat, don't even think about it. Just go out. You got not, You actually got some Star Wars content today, so that's good. But uh, I'm excited for this Marvel content because Thor, Daredevil, you guys had a good week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I don't know why Daredevil's not our top story, but whatever. <laughs> well, 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 no, no, I don't know why Madam Web is not our top story. I mean, that's true. You know, <laughs> you know. Normally, I'd go with you on that, but not on Dare, not on a Daredevil news week. <laughs> yeah. So, how's your week been, Brent? Uh, it's been busy. It's the last week of school in my district. Um, we amazingly have a week between the last week of school and summer school starting, which. I don't think has ever happened, so I, I don't know how this gift has been bestowed upon us, but it gives us so much time to do all this stuff we have to do when normally we're scrambling or working until, oh, 11 or 1 and 11 at night, 1 in the morning, had a day till 1 in the morning last year, um, don't have to do that this year, so it's all right. And your trip went overall pretty well, Iceman? Yeah, no, it was good because, oh, yeah, I should have changed that. That's the last cast I did. It was a Top Gun re- review. But, um, yeah, no, it was pretty good because of COVID. We had not seen a lot of my side, my dad's side of the family, with mm-hmm. especially the two little ones. So this time it was great. Uh, I'll probably post on social media, but it was great. We got my grandma there, and then she was there with the the nine sets of grand great-grandchildren she's had. and stuff like that. So it was uh, really cool that way to say her with the great-grandchildren, just say, look, you created all this. You did this. So it was uh, lots of fun. Lots of people have been waiting to see for the past two years because of restrictions and stuff like that so it was a it was a good trip overall and we got a good weekend ahead star Wars celebrations happening top guns out which i know chris you've already seen mm-hmm. stranger things and then like marvel's just around the corner you know like we got it's a good time to be a geek so awesome times yeah it's been an interesting week uh, uh for me this week I, it, it started off with uh, a tornado literally touching down on my street mm-hmm. <laughs> thankfully Scary. we're all okay and um, it, it, you know, the the damage that was done to that part of the neighborhood, um, you know, no lives lost. It's just some some damage and things like that. So it's been scary. It's last full week of uh, school before exams next week. So kids are a little bit ornery and uh, getting a little, little crazy. We're all getting antsy. And like you said, saw got to see Top Gun uh, Wednesday night. So that was, I'll just say it's outstanding. It is a movie that truly does need to be seen in the theaters. So I is Iron hope, Man. I hope it, to is Iron Man. In it. <laughs> is Iron Man in it? <laughs> He's the villain. Didn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> he, he creates his own villain. So yeah, I'm hoping to see that one. I'm hoping. So 
We'll find it, out. It, it, it'll, it'll be good. It, it, it is definitely definitely worth seeing. But, uh, but yeah, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. And so let us get these lovely network plugs out of the way. So we are part of the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network with eight shows. On Mondays, you've got Ranger Lines alternating bi-weekly with Slice of Film. And I believe Slice of Film is uh, dropping back-to-back. And this week, it's dropping their Top Gun uh, Maverick review. So be on the lookout for that. DC Alliance goes live on Tuesday, Super Discussion Wednesday. Star Wars Alliance might have a little bit to talk about, you know, the, you know, very quickly. You know, you got Obi-Wan, you got that celebration thing. They might have a little bit, and Clay Action might be happy about mm-hmm. talking about uh, Star Wars. And, hey, you know, he might be actually happy talking about some DC stuff this this coming <laughs> week, too. He's not... As he's not going to be all all depressed, so I'm going to. I'm, we're very like happy it. for him. That that depresses me. I don't like it. <laughs> it's like Batman being happy when he smiles. He's like, oh, this it's is just, right. it's right. uncomfortable. Is it yeah. is it more like Sheldon smiling? I think Sheldon smiling is is definitely <laughs> yes. off putting. Yes. <laughs> all right, we got this show on Fridays and uh, Walk Through the Multiverse. Alternating is going bi-weekly, but very soon, as soon as the boys starts coming out, I believe as soon as next week, they will be going weekly. So mm-hmm. be on the lookout for that. And then my show is making its return in its new slot on Sundays monthly. A new episode will be dropping Sunday morning, so be on the lookout for that. A new guest, one of my uh, buddies from uh, OPB, will be uh, making his entrance into World's Finest True Believers, so mm. be on the lookout for that. And uh, I think that's all the show plugs. Oh, yes, and so if you want to watch any of these shows live, some of these shows live, DC Alliance goes live on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Geek Bears YouTube podcast channel. And Star Wars Alliance goes live at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesdays. And then this show goes live on Thursdays at 9, 10 Eastern Standard Time. But be on the lookout to mo- on if you're listening to this uh, on Friday, live on Friday, Star Wars will be going live with, going over the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi and maybe a little bit of celebration talk as well. So be on the lookout for that. Some some hosts from the GUA network will be joining in on that. <laughs> yeah, you and too, Chris, right? Apparently, me too. I said, I'll try. I said, I'll try. I didn't, I, I'm not denying I said, I'd try. Card subject to change when <laughs> yeah, advertisers exactly. false advertise. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got to get in the episodes first at that point because I think it'd be rather odd if I jump on the show and say, I haven't seen it. Well, we don't know run times yet, right? We don't know what we're going to be in store for when we open up this morning my uh my buddy david tells me that he heard from reliable sources they're 45 minutes i, I don't know that's, what his sources so that means were, 20 right two 12 get... minute episodes with credits <laughs> with credit perfect then i can definitely get them in before work <laughs> exactly as long as what if but i'm actually hoping for like 30 to 40 minutes so i can get definitely get them before work we'll find yeah. out yeah i think i'll probably get first episode in second episode probably will happen uh after work at that point but it, it might happen we'll see like i said it's been a long week but i'll try and uh so be on the lookout for that and dc alliance star wars alliance and marvel alliance all have solo feeds separate from the gua feed so if you want to Check those out and do that as well. We appreciate it. And we also have a Patreon. So if you want to throw a couple of shekels our way, we've got two tiers. We've got the dollar tiers, our tip jar. You're, th- you're saying we, you're thinking we do a good job. And then we've got our $5 tier, which is our ad-free episodes, early access episodes, and Patreon-exclusive shows. Our uh, We dropped episode five this mm-hmm. week of We Can Watch This All Day, the Marvel Alliance MC Rewatch, Iron Man 2. So uh, that was a that was a fun time. I believe that dropped. What was it Tuesday? Tuesday, Brent? yeah, yeah, that sounds right. 
Yep. So <laughs> I mean, I scheduled it, but it was just an arbitrary <laughs> day this week that I picked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, so, if you want to join us on Patreon, if you have not joined us, uh, go to www.patreon.com backslash gua network. And you can uh, get, enjoy all that lovely content uh, that we, again, thank you, patrons. We can't do this without your support. And we want to thank one of our newest patrons, Josh Green. Thank you for joining the GUA Patreon, and we hope you are enjoying all the lovely bonus content. Yes, thank you. And uh, last and second to last one, at least if you have 30 to 90 seconds, can you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast your choice may be? We greatly appreciate that. And finally, last but definitely not least, we want to thank our official sponsor, OrganicPriceBooks.com, for your omnibus hardcover collected edition needs. JP and the crew at OPB have got it going on with immaculate packaging, ex- Im- Im- impeccable customer service, ships around the world. They just dropped uh, some of the new uh, f- new uh, solicits for the for the upcoming month at that point. That Venom cover is great. Yeah. I have not seen that, that Venom one. <laughs> yep, so uh, the Epic Collection, we got a little a new uh, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, the New Republic. Uh, look at this. Uh, Peter Porker, <laughs> Spectacular Spider-Hand, the Complete Collection Volume 2 is coming out for all you Peter oh, Porker yeah. fans. Oof, talk about a good cover, that Moon Knight cover. Nothing yeah. better than superheroes in the snow, you know? Yep. It's good uh, stuff. Daredevil by Miller and Jansen is getting a, its first reprint in many, many years at that point. So we got some two new covers with that. Captain Marvel for the first time is Captain Marvel, excuse me, first time in omnibus, and also first time in omnibus format. As one has been in highly in demand, asked, but it's finally happening. House of M omnibus is coming out next year. Wow, so, it's uh, the first. I, I'm very that first. That took time. a while. That took. I, I swear, I thought that had happened before. But and nope. those are some great covers as well too. I like. I prefer probably that blue one up there. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's the first time. The other one, I think that everyone's kind of waiting on, and it's made. Uh, Omar from Near Mint Conditions uh, Top Twenty is Civil War it has not been in omnibus oh, wow. format yet. Really? So nope, yeah. has not been in omnibus format. So that'll probably take two volumes to get that entire oh, collection in. I would have uh, lost a bet on that. I would have thought for sure Civil War had been. No, not yet. So uh, Dr. Afra coming back into print. So, again, if you uh, want to let them know and shop them, use that code MARVELGUA at checkout for $2 off every single order. Use it an unlimited amount of times. Let them know that you're a listener, and we'd like to thank them, as always, for being an official sponsor. All right. <laughs> We've got a trailer, and I, I, I was pretty, pretty surprised. Not only do we got this but mainly because we got it this soon. I was not prepared for this trailer. And then we actually knew this was coming. So thanks to uh, Chris Hemsworth and the, the crew over at uh, Thor I mean, Love and you, you say this soon, and like it feels like it compared to the last one, but we're only 43 days out from the movie. You know, it's I, not that I guess, far. I guess I'm along with Chris, though, because we just got that teaser, like not too long ago. Because what, we got that the week before Strange, right? I think. Yeah, or the week of, yeah. Yeah, so even like so, what it was like if we got the week of that was in May, and we're yeah, still yeah. So in I May, take it back. So, so yeah, I think it was a week before you're right because give strange, strange. Yeah, so. so it's been probably about like a week or so. I thought they still were gonna hold off till June a little bit, even though it's like what July seventh is the official date, seventh six or something for Thor mm-hmm. should be there somewhere. But yeah, I I, I was not surprised because like they got big playoffs going on. That's always a good time. They love that cross marketing. But it did feel like man, we just got this teaser. And again though, this is a little bit of we're still gonna see this in 2020 the backlog of a lot of movies being pushed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think this would have had like a much wider 
um, marketing push if you had the space, but they've had, you know, last year, four movies, lots of projects. Like we even look at this now with, you know, with Star Celebration, you have now Star Wars and Marvel shows overlapping. Some I think they could avoid, but still (laughs) it's just there's a influx of content of the past few years that has been, hey, let's get this out now. So for the record, the teaser was April 18th. Okay. Okay. I uh, so a month two and a weeks. week, yeah. month or yeah, month and two weeks or something like I, that. So, okay. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things. I would I was more expecting this like maybe next week or the week after, just like the beginning of June. I was more expecting this to kind of be announced with tickets on sale. So we're mm-hmm. probably get another tickets on sale, maybe a short little teaser with it at that <laughs> point. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Leslie in the chat saying hashtag not my gore. <laughs> Again, here's the thing: Fair no enough, one will I ever, guess. no one will ever take that from you. What Jason Aaron did, so don't, don't, don't. I'm worry. gonna, I'm gonna break in your house. Let's uh, okay. him gonna take it. I'm gonna, <laughs> this is my gore now, but uh, you know. no, it's my gore. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll do what we always do. We'll uh, keep the tra- we'll do the trailer in the background, smaller format, no no sound or anything, so you can go along with us at home. But you know, it opens, you know, with again him meditating and the planet it looks to be we got a little more of the planet at this point but the planet is probably from jason aaron's run of indigar and that planet is populated by these blue aliens that we saw in the previous trailer and the people ended up praying to thor to help them and upon arriving he discovered there this was because the planet had no gods of their own and it was the first planet he'd ever come across like this. So uh, the entire population had turned to atheism and thought that the gods were just fairy tales. <laughs> the so. dew, the hammer crashes down and mm-hmm. everything like that. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys because you could you don't have to pause here because that's where yeah. the, the Korg thing happens. But everyone's going to have fun theorizing. When, do you think this is actually in the movie? And if so, when do you think it actually is? Because I've heard like tons of people, Twitter, even when I listen to Geekverse, trying to figure out, okay, is this something just made specifically for the trailer or is this somewhere? I don't think it's made for the trailer. I think it's in the movie. But what do you guys think for where it could be placed? I think I think it could be a mixture of both. Like some of it could be in the movie, and the other thing could be him adding it in, just because. Yes. Especially with that line when we see, you know, the mighty Thor, Jane Foster, is like, 100%. oh, is it? It just, mm, I, I don't know, because Taika's always wanted to have fun with this kind of stuff, so I could see maybe half and half. So, I I don't I don't think that Thor Odinson Thor is dead. Which I no. know some people think that's what this is, and he's like telling this history. I, I, I kind of thought maybe it was just a thing of like the main adventure was wrapped up within the last 10 minutes of the movie, things are winding down, and Korg is just, you know, like, come around the campfire and let's tell the story of Thor. You know, like that's kind of what I thought it was. See, I could see this being in the middle portion, kind of taking a chapter out of in honor of Star Wars Celebration, Return of the Jedi, where C-3PO has that moment, he kind of explains the whole trilogy <laughs> to the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. I could kind of see this where maybe this is, he's met Jane and just a little bit after that, and it's catching some of it up. And yeah, no, I, I think we've all kind of said this. I've never once thought he was going to be killed off. And this is not a spoiler. This is the interview Tyka said. They asked him in some interview. I can't remember who it was with. So like, oh, is this like a handoff? And he's like, I don't know what Marvel's future plans are. And I'm pretty paraphrasing a little bit but this is that's not what i intended or that's not what i foresee this movie as mm-hmm. so pretty much just saying that whether she's the main thor mighty thor whatever if he retires i don't see him being killed off we've talked about this before he wants to but i think they are being pretty clear that it's not 
a handoff movie. If anything, it's just an introduction to a new hero and then a continuation of Thor Odinson's story. I don't think it's the same equivalent to Steve Rogers to Sam Wilson. I think there's just a, you know, a Tom Holland Spider-Man with a <laughs> Toby and Andrew. I'm like, oh, here's another, you know, addition to you. Mm-hmm. So. Sure. Well, you know, it's, it could be, you know, would it be interesting to, to like we throw Luis from uh, Ant-Man in mm-hmm. here and have him and Korg tell the story. That would be kind of fun. I feel like Korg's so slow he wouldn't understand because he'll, oh, duh, 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 you know. <laughs> I would like to see that happen and find yeah. out. Yeah. So we get some of the scenes we saw in the last trailer. Mm-hmm. Hence, we're just like a jacked as usual. Mm-hmm. So, so here we got, you know, we got the, the Guardians, you know, they're, my guess is they're going go to go to Thor for help fighting a threat on the planet. And after the battle's over, they're going to fly back, probably searching for Gamora. Do you, do you think that the Guardians are going to come back? in the movie after the after the beginning i for some reason i think they do only if it's for small thing because the trailers have been kind of mixed and everything but i don't know where this all fits i my suspicion though i'm the reverse chris that i think he's been with the guardians the whole time and he's just oh yeah 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 yeah. and i think he's just like a hassle and whatever happens in the middle point he has to leave i i could see them appearing again even if it's just an end credit scene i could especially they've shown in this trailer too that shot of him and korg looking up that could be Mighty Jane flying away, whatever it may be, but that could also just be the Guardians flying away too, right? Because, mm-hmm. but if you had to ask me, what do you 100% think? I think, okay, they're in the beginning, then they're gone, but I don't think it's out of the realm possibility they're in this again later on. I don't think they will be in the second or third acts. Um, maybe a credit scene. I mm-hmm. can see a credit scene setting up their next movie, you know, talking about probably the search for Gomorra, but I, I really feel like they are a uh, act one type of thing because there's, there's going to be a lot to do with both Gore and uh, the mighty Thor going on. Yeah. I do like, again, we get him in his uh, Thunderstrike kind of uh ravenger sh- mm-hmm. uh, vest he's got going on. So we get a, a look at new, new Asgard in the background, You're getting some kind of gold buildings there, kind of modeling what the original Asgard looked like. Yeah, but you know what's terrible is they got tour boats there. So Asgard's just going to be riddled <laughs> with people just taking and pictures a, with a, and a golf with hammer and everything. Go- oh, looks awful. Owen's turning in his grave somewhere, you know. <laughs> I mean, he he's faded not- away. He's not in a grave. Yeah, he's dust. <laughs> yeah. And this because mm-hmm. this looks kind of like that they're, you know, after the drop-off happens, uh, we're him and Korgron, Sakaar. So will we see the Grandmaster again? I, I I do think so. I, I I think he'll have a small presence, but I, I would be very disappointed if it's not this movie. Don't see him in general because I love Goldman's Grandmaster. So I, I think it's going to happen. If they go our... back to Sakaar, then yes, we'll see him. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get our, uh, our our little preview in the back background or foreground here with uh, the two goats. They're going to be uh, carrying the, the chariot at that point. But you notice, like, Thor's going through a lot of different costume changes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got the Guardians one, and then when he hits, uh, stru- uh, hits the ground with Stormbreaker, changes into this one. He's later on going to go through a different uh, new costume at that point. So it's... It's definitely pretty interesting to see kind of he's still it's all about him figuring himself out. Mm-hmm. And we did also see simply in any game when he won battle armor, he just called the sky and had battle armor. Right. So it could yeah. just simply be uh, fight scene, not fight scene, fight scene, not fight scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that shot where you had it paused right there is a pretty cool transformation shot. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get the training again. From, it goes from dad bod yep. to god bod, you know, with the Benatar in the background. Mm hmm. 
this shot I really love of uh, it's coming up here with Milner, mm-hmm. just and he's so happy that it's about to happen, and uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not there for him. He's fighting these giant bugs in New Asgard, and from what I've kind of gathered of watching this, I think they might be the Royal Nexons. Uh, these they these are uh, characters that have attacked Asgard in the comics from time to time, so maybe they're trying to take out New Asgard since they're not uh, at the t- peak of their their power. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so we'll get to up oh, there. He is. There's Mjolnir. <laughs> Just He's so happy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I uh, will say, like, even more than Ragnarok, this is the most I feel like he's felt like Party Thor from What If, which I don't mm-hmm. I have a problem with. I know there's one line coming out that some people found too goofy. I think it just fits with what Taika is doing with him, whether you like that or not. But, um, yeah, his comedic time is great with this Milner cell. So, yeah, so reaches for it and oh, oh, and the one and only Thor. Oop, I spoke too soon. Yeah. All right, that's that's so. Before before we get into kind of the uh, the interesting look at this, what he's looking like right here. So the this is kind of a combination. This this helmet, this kind of suit he's got right now uh, between King Thor armor and the armor from the Walter Simonson run, where um, he was actually cursed with brittle bones at one point, so he needed a stronger armor. But like this helmet definitely is from that run and. It, the the helmet looks cool. It's it's just not uh, a definitely not ready for prime time. No, I yeah I I don't understand the, the really the need because so people have complained about Thor and his helmet for years that he barely wears it right. Mm-hmm. So I find it odd that all of a sudden he's gonna be wearing it again here and then when he is wearing it, it doesn't look the greatest. I feel like especially I don't know what's happening in this battle scene, so we'll see. But we've already seen in this exact scene where he doesn't have the helmet on. I don't think Thor does need the helmet. I'm fine if he does, but I don't think he does. And if it is, again, we got some months, so I hope this will look better. But this is almost the reverse. We talk about the floating head things that they have had a couple times in the MCU. This is the floating helmet now. Like, this is something on top of the head. And that's my biggest thing. It feels kind of like the She-Hulk trailer where there's a landscape and She-Hulk's like a sticker. This feels like you have a picture of Thor and it's a kid's book and the helmet's a sticker. It just does not look like it fits. It looks too big. It does not look correct. And it just, for me, it's just like, if it's going to look like this, then don't do it. This is the thing that worries me is like it, they shot it one way and like, ah, oh, just put a helmet on them. My, again, I don't think you need to worry about, Oh, will they be able to tell which Thor is which Thor? Like, I think you can tell the difference of Natalie Portman <laughs> yeah. and Chris Hemsworth just even from their face. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this. I've harped on it a lot that I think some of the weakest phase four or some of the weakest CGI has been in phase four. And I think that's because they're moving too fast or they're putting out too much content. Cause I just think it is, this wheel's just moving. Hopefully, when we get to the movie, I'll see and go, okay, that looks a lot better. But this, they, I don't think they should have had in the trailer whatsoever, in my opinion. It looks not great. It could be in a sense of, like, he's going to find this helmet and put it on. Like, I, I agree. They don't need to do a, a CG necessarily helmet, but I think it's almost going to be kind of silly in the sense of he's going to find the helmet and put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, just And it's not going to fit. Maybe that's part of the joke, but I don't know. What do you think, Brent? The actual design of the helmet, I'm fine with. Like, if you show it to me yeah. in a vacuum, sure. Now, I will straight up tell you, like, of the Thor's look that this is drawing from from the comics with, like, the full face mask and stuff, not my favorite helmet of his by any means. Um, his classic helmet is, I'm like, that one or nothing. It, it, it looks a little too big on his head. Like, okay, you need another pass. You need a little more work. Fine. Um, if we don't get 
the Wolverine mask though, I'm going to be pissed now because I'm like, <laughs> look at this thing, like this thing, it's like Wolverine's mask, like the that's way true. they've got the stuff going on the sides. I'm like, no, just that, that's what I see is like, he's doing a Wolverine impression here. I'm like, that's what I want to see now. I Logan. I want to see some claws. Let's do this. Oh God. That you scared the hell out of me right there saying that I do not. I want that, but it, I hope it's like cap where it's an actual fit. Like you can have some CGI enhancements, but I hope there's a physical piece to it because the thing is with this helmet to me it doesn't look like it's physical at all like they put it on after which might not be the case but i really hope even if it's like tom holland's spider-man suit where there's a blend of yeah there's cgi suits but then mm-hmm. there's physical suits if i get a wolverine mask that's cgi the entire time oh my god i'm gonna be like <laughs> oh and i'm gonna be rolling over my grave i'm not even dead yet like i hope there's a physical headpiece to the wolverine suit when we get it i really do everything being cgi everything you know there there probably is a physical mask that he wore during some of this movie they're Mm -hmm. probably like most Mm -hmm. of these times like there is a physical thing that they are just enhancing or whatever but it it needs it needs a little work it looks too big for his head right now also i will say because i feel like i've seen pushback on that i love the color scheme i know some people said it just looks too colorful too bright i love the thor color scheme and it works great because if you're having her and my jane with almost that classic thor like asgard look it's great to give him a little bit of a difference but i don't i just like it i'm interested to see if they actually have a story point of why is his armor this color now opposed to just what it was i I don't think they need one i don't think they need one any more reason than like captain america's had like four different versions of his costume or five different versions of his costumes you know but like spider-man's the only one that they've ever made like story points out of maybe iron man i guess but I feel but, like with the, yeah, with Iron Man it evolves. With the other people though, it's just like oh, it's a new suit. I feel like because most of the time we've seen it in the past when the armor comes, it has a very similar color aesthetic. The armor might be different, but the color is different. So even if it's like a mood ring and this is like <laughs> like something to do with that, I find it's odd that we we've, we've had all the way in Endgame and he's just been black and silver, right? And then all of a sudden he's blue and yellow. Now this is not a thing that I'm gonna dock at points. I am just interested to see. Is there a difference? But either way, I I really like that how colorful it is. I, I'm down for always more color in these suits. So I yeah. bet if there's any comment about it, it comes from Korg and it's a joke. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But like I said, they've got he's gone through now. This will be the third or fourth one just in this movie alone that he's changed changed into. So mm-hmm. it's it's fitting his trying to figure out what who he is again and what he's gonna feel most comfortable with. So you know, him seeing Jane and realizing it's Jane at that point. So with at new Asgard burning in the background. So we get Valkyrie on a Pegasus, on a Pegasus at that point. So we're definitely going to see a lot more action from her in, mm-hmm. in this movie too. Now, do you guys have? I saw some stuff going on, but I didn't look get to look into the trip. Some people said in the poster there was like a Sif Easter egg or something like that. Is that true or not? I'd have and, to pull it up to because she's still not confirmed for this, right? Like, we, no, she's in. Rumors. No, she's in. No, she's confirmed. But is it confirmed? Like, it's been put out in a press release, or is she just saying, "Hey, I'm happy to be here. My scene's going to be cut though in a day." You know, like what I'm saying is like my theory though that has nothing to do with it. My theory is I think they're going to have Sif and Valkyrie as a pairing. That's what I think is going to happen, like a, a romantic pairing. Just to be clear, yeah. I'm looking it up right now, Lady Sif. Because and... I know she was posting stuff on Instagram, and we got her in Loki. So she's been back in the family and stuff like that. I just think because we haven't seen her that much, she, I don't know when that could pop back in. I hope it's not just a scene where Gore just, like, 
I don't know if Sif does she count as a god in the MCU? Technically, I yeah. guess. So I hope it's not just a scene where it's like the Warriors Three, where Gord just takes her out and like, look, I've killed another one of your friends or something. But if not, my theory is that her and Valkyrie she, might be. She's it. in the credits. She's in okay. the credits on the poster. So yeah, that that's one. Like I said, that's the only thing that worries me. I just don't want her to get Warrior Three and to be it gone in five minutes. Deadline reported she was coming back, and she go. put on Instagram that the lady is back and she's here to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now she really dies. I'm gonna get a laugh out of it. Like, she's here to stay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Not so no, fast. Either way, I just want to bring that because I saw yeah. Valkyrie and I just had. I think they might be an item. So. Yeah. Yep. Lots of guns in the street. The, meaning, like the shoulders. Yeah, this is where people are getting kind of ornery about it too. The the timeline oh being a little bit funny at that point. You know, was saying like, oh, it's been four or five years, and you know, Thor says eight years, seven months. See, the question days. I think coming out of that that's interesting is, was Jane? Did Jane blip? Yeah, I've seen that around too. Yeah, so her we'll sense of time yeah. is off. But, I kind of hope not, but I mean, do you really think Thor's like being literal with the number of days there? Because no. I didn't. I didn't take it that way. It's one of those things for me. It's like if that would be an actual like problem for you in the movie, <laughs> I think you gotta you gotta turn the fan stuff back on. You can have that as a problem. But it's just like there's so much mm-hmm. other things I'm looking for is like pros and cons. That like did he get the exact date right of when they've seen each other? I mean, I you know, know somebody has already done the math on when like yeah. Thor: The Dark World ended, He's... like based on its release date. Or oh, something. they have. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. give the Han Solo. I don't care. This is a stupid. I know. Thing yeah. Want. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna debate things. Debate things. So yeah. we can look at Olympus again. Uh, again, I'm, set, I do I do like the new suit. Yeah. Oh, kind of the new suit up, is awesome. Yeah. They're setting up the whole oh, will you know, they or will they, they? Won't they? Yeah, and I think it's good because remember in Endgame they had a deleted scene where Thor was like tried to make the moves on Valkyrie, and she kind of insinuated like she's not into him. I'm really happy they cut that out because I think it fits better than being. And they even said that that the, the it played better than just being friends or colleagues than maybe mm-hmm. being potential because yeah. mm-hmm. if you watch Ragnarok I do feel like at first they were trying to position them as a new couple or something like that if you watch that movie because it's kind of flirty it's a little yeah. back and forth one upsmanship but then after that it wasn't and I'm glad they're gone with they've they're going this route, especially now Jane's back but even then like I think it worked better that way and they have good chemistry they were mm-hmm. in Thor and in a not so great men in black movie i'm i'm just glad they yeah they they deleted it deleted scenes they don't count sorry mm-hmm. no one cares about deleted scenes great yeah we know how much you feel about director's cuts too no so. screw that screw that <laughs> pointless so we get our we begin getting our first look at gore the god butcher played by the one the only christian bale mm-hmm. the goat so. the actor Yep. He and looks this great. Is, he looks this great. Is, this is where, like, you can, like, really tell, okay, this is Christian Bale. Like, there's no yeah. there, there's no doubt about this. So um, it's definitely a kind of a chilling look at, you know, just a preview of Gore. Um, in the comics, he comes from a harsh desert planet that had never-ending daylight. And because of the natives, because of that, they they had to avoid the sun as much as possible because of the potential to kill them. So Gore was brought up by his mother, believing that the gods would take care of them, but she was attacked uh, by deadly beasts and brutally killed, and he started to see things very differently. Then his wife also fell to her death while she was pregnant <laughs> with her child. Gore and, um, you know, sick of having uh, survive, you know, sick of having to do this and, you know, went on an angry rant to his tribe, blasting the gods. So the tribe, you know, being very devout to the gods, got very angry. And 
you know, they were going to kill him for blasphemy. Instead, they just cast him out. And so he wanders through the desert when he's at his death, ends up seeing two gods crash in front of him, and one of them being Null, uh, the god of the symbiotes. He gets infected with the black goo from Null and ends up infecting him and powered him up and getting access to what he's reaching for the sword in the comics. It's the all black, the necro sword. And um, that's that we don't know. A lot of people are wondering, like, how is it going to be just a standard sword? Is it going to be the all black? Um, how much of, quote unquote, are we getting close to somewhat the symbiotes coming into the MCU? Null confirmed. He's the main bad guy. No, I yeah. think what they will do is almost very similar to the first Thor movie when the Infinity Gauntlet was in the trophy room, but it was really mentioned. Mm-hmm. I think they will mention that this is a special sword or something with it, but they yeah. won't get into the specifics for it because one, either it never happens and you didn't specify, or if something does happen in the future with symbiotes or more with Sony, you can lean into that if you really want to be like, oh, look, this has been here in the MCU the whole time, you know, that, that sort of deal. But, um, yeah, I know there's been a big debate ever since we've seen the co- toy. Like, I've read the Jason Aaron run. I've read it only once. I want to reread it. I might have to do that for mm-hmm. deep first. But um, I want to reread it because it's been a long time. I get the idea, but I still – it was trending the day it came out, and I still think that's part of the reason. The reason he doesn't have the nose is because they don't want him to look just like Voldemort. And I guarantee you he yeah. would. I guarantee you he would. And at the end of the day, I know we had Josh Brolin and stuff like that, but – if you ask, hey, can you're gonna take? In my opinion, I know I get sometimes like flack for this, but I legitimately believe I don't care about brand or anything like that. I do think Christian Bale is the greatest actor of all time. I don't think if you look at his when he started from when he was a kid, Vampire and Son, all the way to now, there's no one that has the range that this guy has and how effortlessly. So if you're gonna make me choose between getting Christian Bale with some paint on him or Christian Bale with a CGI green face like the check marks and everything and morphing it. Let the guy act. You got Christian Bale for a reason. And I like Josh Brolin. He even looked great as Thanos. But Brolin is not the same caliber to me as a Christian no. Bale. He's Academy no, Award. Fair. He's one yeah. of these guys that when he does a movie, maybe it's not the biggest box office in the world, but people take note because you know, okay, he's going to transform into something. And my question for you guys is, we didn't see this exactly with Thanos, but Thanos, we got that moment right when he's explaining to Strange about Titan and he shows reality and then it comes back. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see the actual events happen to his people or do you think we'll see gore after all that and he will tell that because i think with bale there's a strong chance you'll see him maybe with the wife with a child like a child stuff like that because he we know he can sell the stuff so my prediction and actually hope is that we see the the bad stuff happen and then we maybe meet him years later you know well i mean you look at this it's definitely this is a a different planet this is, yeah, you know, in the sense of not a desert planet per se. So this is obviously early on before he starts, as we'll take from Star Wars, going to the dark side, as it were. Mm-hmm. So, If you look up Gore, the God Butcher, in the comics, he does look like Voldemort. Mm-hmm. So if they want to avoid that comparison, yeah, like it, <laughs> you're absolutely right. You're not going to get Christian Bale just to cover him. Cover his face up like what? And, I mean, and, and not that just anybody could do it, but like you have, yes, Christian Bale, a great, mm-hmm. great actor, mm-hmm. use him. Yeah, and and the whole idea, you know, again, it's adaptation. Yeah, he, he's Gore had tendrils. Guess what? It's time he's not getting tendrils. If tendrils are going to be your make or break at that point, hashtag not my Gore. That's fine. I'm not. I'm just saying it. But like everything can't be adapted. I mean, this is a cool scene right here with Falagor the Behemoth, who was the champion of the Tournament of the Mortals for five centuries, and he 
wrestled black holes for fun. So Gore taking <laughs> him down, and if they're gonna say that Thor, because in the comics he's he. Thor is a friend of this god, seeing him take him down, or at least seeing the aftermath of it, mm-hmm. it is definitely, as you see Thor's war, is just like, this is not someone to be like just trifled with. It's it, Don't take lightly. Now, I will say I agree with some other people that I my hope is they did this with Hela in the trailers, and she looked very serious, and then when we got to the actual movie, she was joking a lot. I really do not want Bale quipping at all. I want him to be, if there's any quips, I want it to be the same way Thanos was where they weren't quips, but they were kind of mm-hmm. cynical comebacks, stuff like that, where you could, they're maybe funny to him, but I don't really want like Hela had a lot of back and forth with, um, Oh God, why am I forgetting the executioner and like that stuff where oh, scourge, yeah. Yeah, 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 scourge. whether the humor worked for you or not, I did not, the trailers did not set us up for Hela being like that. And we have had that recently with Moon Knight as well, where it was a little more funnier than it was let on. So I hope if Bale has this whole thing of losing a people, maybe losing a family, he's here to kill gods. I, you know, you can use him in some light situations, but I don't want him to be the center of that. And MCU has done that many times where the hero is not that, you know. So I, I hope that they they take that route with this one. You don't have to have a mm-hmm. super serious, you know, no kind of charisma, and he'll have charisma, but you know what I mean, villain all the time. But I think there's certain instances that call for it, and I think it would work here because I think a lot of the other stuff in the movie will be kind of funny or goofy or slapstick, and that works for me. Yep. So we get another look at Tooth Nasher and Tooth Grinder. <laughs> Great names. Yeah. And they're just Chad I, I, and Bill. I, I cool. love this shot. I'm yes. sorry. That's just very cool that she they're able to she's able to use the broken pieces of the hammer and ex, and throw them out. And, take and it, down. it goes into like the uh, adaptation or inspiration from the mm-hmm. comics. Because in the comics, she controls the hammer in ways that he never could. Mm-hmm. She's now doing something that he never could. Yep. I love it. So, looks looks incredible. Yeah, it looks okay. cool. At okay. first, when I watched it, I was like, what is this? And it was awesome. Uh, and then she tells me, and that's interesting when she says about her first bad guy. I'm interested to see because that's been another debate, too, of how long has she been Mighty Jane? And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I imagine she's been around fighting just goons or like lesser fodder, but for Gore to be the first one, it's going to be interesting. And um, I think I've said this a few times. I think Christian Bale's character will perish i don't think he's, i don't think he bails long for the mcu he's a busy guy but uh it's kind of fun her having her first like big time villain so yep that changes the factor fiction i was gonna do tonight yeah oh there, sorry and we see no, uh it's better <laughs> it, we see valkyrie using you know zeus's lightning bolt so we know as we've all predicted zeus is also not long for this movie no. so <laughs> but that's uh very very cool so do you think that black and white scene, do you think that's like him versus Valkyrie and then later on him versus Thor? Or do you think he's versing all three of them at once? I think they're all facing each other down. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that, that's good, too, because it makes more stake for Gore, too. It's like not can Mighty Jane can't be Mighty Thor. Like Thor, like the, as a unit, they need to take him down. Right. So, yeah. So we get this scene where a lot of uh, call call outs and little mm-hmm. Easter eggs. We get the Living Tribunal, which we saw for a split second in Doctor Strange Two. We get mm-hmm. Uatu, the Watcher. We get we're seeing death. more and more each movie, yep. each movie. Yeah. <laughs> death, and I'm thinking that's Eon in the background, um, who is a, mm-hmm. kind of a floating head, <laughs> literally floating head, uh, bestows the quantum band on Quasar, but also continues to, it also in the 
is that in the comics also the source of possibly Miss Marvel's powers in the MCU. So we'll oh. see that. Um, Synergy. Yes, exactly. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. For real, Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Great shot, though. Just her. That, yeah. Like, and I don't know if that's the first time she's getting a hammer. I don't think it is, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's first time doing something. There's a lot of power going on right you get there. Get a real first look at Russell Crowe's Zeus mm-hmm. flick. <laughs> Gotta love the back tattoo of Loki on the back. I know you're not a fan. I, <laughs> that, that's where when Taika, he's like a stand-up comedian at open mic, mic where he'll do 10 jokes and maybe nine of them will hit for me, but there's one that really doesn't. The tattoos are too much for well, me. I think this, but, that's just too cheesy. But, it's too, like, eh. But I think about, it fits. It shows his yeah. devotion to his brother. I, I, <laughs> or, I, think or I, got, I got another theory for you. What if it was a prank by Loki? Even better. Even I'd better. Be down with that. I'd be down with that. If it's yeah. him willingly sitting in a chair now, I guarantee the way they would rec or not retcon, but like put out there is like, well, he was drunk and he's having a good night. Mm-hmm. But they just look tacky and they just like anytime if he has a shirt I mean, off now, it's you know, I know that's the point, but that's where it's like that's where all like to me the humor yeah. does you, that one doesn't work for me. I like it, you flick too hard, damn it. <laughs> and Hansworth is massive. Oh, I want to see, like, we know he's playing Hulk Hogan at that point, and he's even more jacked for that, for the, the pictures he was working out yeah. for. Maybe, hopefully he didn't miss leg day. Like and I, know there's, I know there's been hashtag Thor butt gate, but you'll, I imagine you'll see his butt in the movie. It's not yes. going to be bleeped in the movie. If it was, yes. then I'd be very I'd be very thrown off if they just censored a movie. It's not Deadpool here, so. Yeah. All right, to catch up with it. Oh, as always, Top Gun in the chat. I finally learned what <laughs> ASMR stands for. Apparently, you I did. Thought, okay. Uh, there well, go. apparently, it's my it's my voice. It's very soothing That's at that good. point. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he, <laughs> thank you for joining, Brock in the chat. Uh, that headpiece, not a fan of that. And now, apparently, you've he can't unsee it, Brent, since you said, "Oh my God, it's totally good. Wolverine." He deserves it because <laughs> he hates Wolverine. So good. Oh, he does. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, do bam, you, yeah, bam. Brock says, "Do you think this that scene will remain uh, sent in a movie?" No, we no. definitely not. If if yeah. if they have a problem with it, it won't be in the movie at all. Like you wouldn't see a yeah. shot of his butt. They would cut the scene, or it'd be uncensored. They yeah. just have to show it from the front, you know, waist yeah. up, and oh, you flick too hard, and that's it. <laughs> it's actually he's like, I won't do a butt shot, but I'll do full frontal. They're like, yeah, we'll do full frontal. frontal. Yeah, yeah it, it's PG thirteen, Chris. Eternals opened the gate for that one. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he Literally, saw that. He's like, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, really, really. But no, so again, I, yeah. I, I I'm I'm been excited for this movie. I'm gonna have a good time with it. Again, if if you weren't a fan of Ragnarok, you're not gonna be a fan of this. No. This is Taika doubling down, and I think the one of the recent quotes I've seen, yeah, from Taika is that this is the wildest movie <laughs> he has ever done before. And and this is the thing, and I always put this preface on because obviously a lot of people that listen to this we know do their podcasts. If you are a content creator with a YouTube channel podcast, I get that because there's movies that I see that I go, eh, I don't know, like check out my Fantastic Beast review. But the thing is, if you're not in that situation, if you're just a fan and you really do not like Ragnarok and you're not liking any of this, don't see it. Skip this one. The MCU will catch you up. You will catch up things like I don't like. To me, just what? Hey, just watch us. We'll watch well, us. Yeah, exactly. we'll, we'll tell you. You. <laughs> you can do that. You can go listen to a review or something like that because people like just feel like it's. I just feel like they're acting surprised when they shouldn't be like, oh, Taika, like the same thing with the tattoos, right? Like, I don't like those, but I know that would be a Taika thing. It doesn't make me so mad. I don't want to go away from it. But there are people that there's certain jokes like, look at the way they're doing this. Look at the way they're doing gore. 
if you're gonna have that attitude the full movie not the actual trailer it's gonna be much worse than you for you and you're not gonna have enjoyable time so that's a good thing like comic books there's so many mcu products skip it until you get to one you like watch on disney plus for me i don't love ragnarok there's a lot of times where i think the humor hurts it i'm interested to see what happens here because i've said this before where jojo rabbit was the perfect taika balance for me where it was great humor but like really serious dire like depressing stuff going on that i thought he did well and we know there's certain storylines in here that mm-hmm. might do that so for me i liked ragnarok it's always in the mcu but it's one of my favorite just go to put on have a good time movie so i liked it i'm expecting to be this like it not to crack my top 10 or even the halfway mark but i liked it so i'm going with a positive thing if you're somewhere in the middle i don't know where you're gonna fall on that as far as this movie but everything i've seen from it i like for the most part so yeah or as i said, so just wait 90 ish days and watch it on disney plus 100 well i love thor ragnarok so i'm very excited for this one i i think ragnarok is by far and away not even close to the best thor movie and you know what uh it's just another one of those things for all those people complaining about the mcu not having any kind of director creative freedom or whatever you yes. can't even you're right this movie feels exactly like dr strange <laughs> did you're right you've already seen it don't even bother and isn't the MCU dead? I, I, well, I mean, it died after this one. It died after Endgame. It died after Endgame. When they show Chris Hemsworth full frontal, the parents are going to be outraged, and then it's over, you know? But, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but all right. Well, that is, that is our trailer. We'll see what happens. Is tickets still not on sale yet, but probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll get that. We'll get that announcement. So, mm. but uh, but yeah, let's. T- if you're done, uh, are you sticking around? Or are you oh, going yeah. to? I still okay. got some time here. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, we'll take our first ad break at that point. So, as you know, listeners, these ads help keep the lights on in the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose what ads come on. They could be a bit loud, so I'll give you that three count before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back. All right. I'm going to let... Brent. Brent's been waiting for a confirmation for this. I'm going to let him as I change our background because, you know, I, I think all three of us are very excited about this. Okay, official, non-official confirmation, but Brent, Oh, I thought for talking? sure he was going to hit you with a Madam Web p- p- no. picture just to screw <laughs> No, that's He's later. been waiting for this. It's it's from the trades, right? Like, yeah. it's from, and it's, I mean, yeah. this isn't. This isn't we got this covered. Like this is variety. Like you can take this one to the bank. Yes, Daredevil Disney Plus series is in the works. Uh, Matt Corman and Chris Ord are are lined up to be the the writers or the writing team or the head writers, whatever you want to call it, for the project. And I am freaking ecstatic about this news. This was like 
Whatever day this came out late last week, I was so freaking pumped about it. Was, this. I, I think it was like Friday. No, no, it was Thursday because I made yeah, a joke yeah. saying, "Well, now we know how DC and us Star Wars sometimes feel." Right, because we recorded on Wednesday last week. I could <laughs> yeah. not believe it. Like I was just sitting there, you know, kind of watching TV, playing on my phone at the same time, mm-hmm. and whoever dropped this in our chat, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, pause! I got to read this." Like I, this blew me away. I I am so pumped about this, and. I know there's all the conversations of Daredevil has to be rated R and all this stuff, which isn't true at all. But regardless, it, it even if the tone is different, okay, great. We had three seasons of an amazing show mm-hmm. over on Netflix. So it, either you want everything to be the same as what came before it, or you want things to be different and different interpretations. I don't know. I don't care. They got the cast right. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 so pumped for this. Yeah, the uh, like you said, they named kind of the. The uh, writing team at that point, which is uh, hiring Corman and Ord, uh, although they have yet to announce anything regarding the show formally, uh, they are famously co-created the USA Network series Covert Affairs. I I enjoyed it with uh, Piper Parabo and Christopher Gorman. The show aired for about five seasons between 2010 and 2014. They most recently worked in ex- as executive producer and co-showrunner for the NBC drama shows The Enemy Within, The Brave, as well as the CW series Containment. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter also noted that Dar- the Daredevil Project will be the first Marvel Netflix series to get a new but quote-unquote continued series, making it unclear whether this is a full-on <laughs> reboot, a direct continuation of the previous shows, or a combination of the two. I think I've kind of said I've been kind of leaning on the combination of the two. Yeah, I feel like, though, it's been funny ever since we got Vincent D'Onofrio. It's been like a continuation but unclear, and that's all we keep getting, right? And I do think whenever, whether it's Echo or this, sooner or later we're going to get that hard answer. And even Foggy is probably going to get asked the hard answer like, hey – you know, did all that stuff with the hand happen to Daredevil in this show? And mm-hmm. Feige, what would he say, right? Eventually, he might do the, oh, you know, lots of things happen in the Marvel world. And it's a big <laughs> world. I don't want that. I want a yes or no. Better than that, I don't really care because I had a response to tweet. Somebody was like, okay, the Daredevil show has been announced. You need, what's the one thing you need from the original series? And for me, it's like, we already got it. We already got Charlie, Charlie Cox. Charlie Cox. That's yeah, right. That's, that's all that <laughs> that's matters it. to me. Game on. Yeah. And I'm the uh, same as Brent, where I would, of course, oh, yeah, go ahead, read that, yeah. No, I was saying, Brock yeah. says, I want the same different things. Yes, yeah, you do. And, yeah, and yeah. that's exactly like what I'm referring to, the same thing as Brent, where, of course, if they were to say, hey, we're doing a show almost exactly like Netflix Daredevil, the same type of rating, the graphic, the greenness, great. I, up along with Watchmen, think that's the best live-action comic book show of all time. I can make a case for that being number one. But at the same time... I had this last week where I'd watch the Batman because that's great. Mm-hmm. But then me and my kids also watch Batman Brave and Bolt, which I never watched. Cause I think it came out a time where I was like, I just want my dark gritty Batman. I don't need like, I think it was like, Oh, there's a rumored Batman cartoon came out. It was this like, oh, I don't need this. But now watching it later on, watching it as kids in the same week, I can watch the super gritty version of Batman. And then I can watch the most family friendly, cheery, like GI Joe, like eat your vitamins, kids, like sort of Batman. And that's where this is where I will say for people, I, Maybe they'll surprise me, but don't expect that greenness. Don't expect that type of tone. Expect maybe little things from it, but I would not expect if you like Daredevil, this is great for you. If you just liked that show on Netflix and that's the only thing it has to be that version of Daredevil, then same thing. Maybe don't even watch this one because give it a shot, but I don't think they're going to go that route. It's the same way as when writers pick up different arcs. Mm-hmm. You could look up as those first three, three, and even then those three seasons had different creators the whole time, right? It wasn't the same showrunner each season. Right, and sometimes that new writer picks up where the old writer left yes. off. Brubaker from Bendis or Zadarsky from Soul. But 
it, there's one thing about the rating that I feel like everybody is forgetting. Disney Plus, domestically now, has a mature section, has mm-hmm. a parental control lock in place. They did not just set this up for the back catalog of the Netflix shows. There will be new content on Disney Plus using that system. Guarantee it. Otherwise, they don't do it. They would have just thrown these on Hulu and been done with it. That no, like they that doesn't mean it's not a guarantee this show will be rated R or TV mm-hmm. mature going forward, but there will be something from Disney. Like it is possible. It's possible it won't be. I'm I'm game either way. I don't care. But kind of what you were saying, Travis, I'm a fan of the character. I'm not a fan of one individual interpretation. Mm-hmm. And that is, especially the last, you know, handful of years, a, a, a thing that has come up with the comic book media in general. People who only like one version of a character and screw everything else. No. If it and it being the same actor, great, even better. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of it's one of these things where you know, yes, I, we're all three of us loved the Netflix show, loved it, and it got, and it definitely got brutal at points at that point. But people, f- you know, again, going back to you know, it, you know, Frank Miller, you got Bendis, you got Brew, you got Brubaker, you know, and, and Wade, and now um, Soul and Zdarsky. <laughs> there Kisada, are yes, yeah, Casada. You've you've got a lot of different interpretations of this, but not 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 many of them went like. There were brutal moments, but they necessarily defined their run like every single, and even Frank Miller's run. It, they had brutal moments, but it wasn't necessarily Sin City every single page being brutal. That's not that's not necessarily what Daredevil is. He has his moments. We even talked about it in uh, Born Again. He had his brutal moments, but that that run that like arc was not necessarily brutal, 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 brutal every single page. No, it's also rated thirteen plus. And yeah. that's a thing where you can tone it down. It's definitely the violence, but people act like Daredevil Netflix to me was Deadpool, and even Deadpool wasn't exactly that way. There's no nudity as far as I remember in Daredevil, male no. or female. There's, there a, was... there's a little bit of one time Karen changes her shirt and you see a little from the side, like yeah. one time. And that's mm-hmm. like that you could probably even get still PG 13 that even with F bombs, yes. I don't even think there's that many, if any dropped in Daredevil. I think, cause I was looking up to check cause I don't remember any and people said maybe Frank Castle dropped one. So I was like, okay, yeah. that, that would make sense. But even then these are all like even PG 13 MCU doesn't do that, but you could easily take that out cause it's just one. Right. And mm-hmm. I think it's like Brent was saying where I think it's just a pickup where it left off, but it's going to be, they might refer to some stuff, but it's not going to have that same tone in my opinion. It's going to be something different. I think it will be more akin to, and all game does have a good explanation there as far as Falcon Winter soldiers violence or even moon Knight's balance. Now that's where I think the comparison is. I don't think they will go mature at this because I think it was a mistake for five. Be like, Oh, we had this cut scene where moon Knight was just wailing on a character. And they're like, do you want us to cut this? And we're like, no. And that scene but is not in the finale. That, that's not really what he said. Like he really talked about like the intensity of a scene saying, are we going to pull the punches on this? And if you, if you go back and you think about that, okay, sure. The violence, sure. But think back to episode five of moon Knight. That was really freaking heavy when you're getting into that child abuse stuff. And they yeah. did not pull their punches there. And it, you could make an argument, in my opinion, that child abuse stuff that is way more heavy and intense than anything in the Daredevil show. It is, but it's lots of it's off screen. When the parent takes that belt off, it's off screen. When it King is off King screen. Gets, You're yeah, right. When King King bits his, bits, his, bits his heads and gets his head kicked in, he's a bloody mess, right? So that's where I think that mm-hmm. they'll try and find a line. I, I don't think it will be mature. I think nothing's going to maybe be... 
mature until they see how Deadpool goes, honestly. And I'm with Brent. I still think you could have done – you guys are lucky. They announced this radar. Great. I still think you could have done a PG-13 Deadpool, and it would have worked out completely Absolutely fine. it would have. Yeah. And it could have been hilarious because Deadpool's the character that could have known the difference. Mm-hmm. But, 100%. like, uh, all in the game mentions the Sam and Bucky and Walker fight. Yes, very brutal fight, but go back an episode or two earlier than <laughs> yes. that when Walker cuts off a guy's head or bashes it in with Captain America's shield. Right, like to me, like that Hashtag is every bit, every bit. That's right, Walmart captain. Every bit as bloody and intense as what we saw Daredevil do. Now, the episodes with the Punisher, like say the Punisher versus the Kingpin, when the Punisher was in jail and had his little hallway fight scene, like those are a little. That's a little different. The Punisher character and that show way more intense and bloody and stuff than anything daredevil did Mm -hmm. but daredevil is just a super versatile character he works in these light-hearted moments he also works in these really heavy intense moments that's what some care like the punisher right like could you do a pg-13 version absolutely but he doesn't lend himself to light-hearted stories right like in fairy tales and things like that Mm -hmm. daredevil can just run the gamut with it yeah and and again, it's only getting you know eight. You want eight full hour episodes, not six. Or you can go ask Bubs out one eight hour episode at that point. <laughs> um, I would be so down. Book a yeah. day off work and just watch this eight I'm in. hour. I'm <laughs> in. Yeah, <laughs> just it's, a movie pretty much of Daredevil. Like we're all saying, it, it's going to be different. It's going to be definitely probably the most divisive in a sense of oh, yeah. fandom, in the sense of where people are going to lie on this. We have Charlie Cox coming back. We've heard a lot of rumors that most of the main cast from the original series is coming back at that point. I mean, you look at how happy the former showrunners uh, talked about it when it, this was announced. Some of the former cast being very excited about it. And it's just, let's, for at right now, be happy that this is finally becoming a thing. We might even see, again, Echo is starting filming. It is, it is getting ready. His principal photography is beginning. Charlie Cox, Daredevil, is heavily rumored to be in that one. He might even have an appearance in She-Hulk. We are in a time where we're bringing these characters back. Let's, again, I'm speaking rationally about fandom. Let's enjoy what we have, celebrate what we have, and then wait and see to to see if it's going to be your thing. If it's not, that's okay. If it becomes your thing, great. Welcome to the party. And I guarantee you, and I'm not trying to throw stones, but I guarantee you I'm going to get some of that. So at one point, there was a fandom that just wanted a cut of a movie, right? And they got that. But then now they want a whole universe of a movie. Uh-oh, here we go. If you were to ask, maybe a year ago, they say, hey, they're going to do this Netflix, or they're going to do this Disney Plus Marvel show. It's going to be a little more toned down, a little bit of a different tone. Do you want Cox or no? Everyone would have said yes. But now because they got him, now the next thing is, well, we got Cox, but now it has to be like the gritty Daredevil. But I think originally people just wanted Cox back. Mm-hmm. Like we just want him to do anything. If the character is in Marvel or sorry, yeah, MCU world, we would like Charlie Cox to be playing it. The same way some people think that with Hugh Jackman. I personally don't want that. But I think for me, I'm just happy that has happened. That was the first step. And I like the original cast, sure. But even then, I would have said you can only have Cox and no one else. I'm taking so, Cox. Yeah. I'm yes. taking all the Cox. As I, 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 I was about high. to say, I said you keep on go, throwing that last name out there. With that's fine. Yeah. Sign Vimmer, everybody right? up for all the Cox. That's fine. Disney Plus can give you a Cox subscription when you want. You know? It's. It, it, I mean, it's the if you give a mouse a cookie scenario. Yes. And uh, like for me, I've had I've had three things I've wanted to come from the Defenders, the Defenders saga, Cox, D'Onofrio, and Berthal. Mm-hmm. I've got two of them right now, right? Like I'm thrilled and I I don't know about mm-hmm. Bertha or not, but like I'm 
I am thrilled. If we get Deborah Ann Wool or Eldon Henson or whoever, fantastic. Yes, mm-hmm. please sign me up. And if you give me the choice, I, I would take the Defenders continuity. I would. Yeah. But if you also tell me, no, that's fine. Okay, that's great too. Ultimately, I don't think they're going to tell us. You think we're going to find out? I don't think they will. I don't think anything is going to happen to directly confirm or contradict the Defender shows. And that's fine. That's yeah. totally fine. So if you want to count, like if you, right now, if you want to put Vincent D'Onofrio at the top of your MCU villains, I, I think you can make that argument in a way you couldn't do six months ago. I I still can't based off just one episode of Hawkeye. I'm not willing to give credit for the show yet. But if I want to just say like you know top Marvel villains, okay, now we can talk. I I'm just thrilled to have one of my favorite characters coming back in the prime proper, no asterisks next to it MCU. Yes. On the game, I think has a has a um... clip the cocks part. Yeah, you got. I mean, just be careful with that clipping. But all right, yeah, yeah, manscape. If you want to clip the cocks, you know. But <laughs> hey, it's the same way. It's like, am I a fan of the excited for the movie coming out next year? No. <clears throat> Excuse me, as I die over here. But I'm getting Michael Keane's Batman back. I'm just happy Michael Keane's come back. You know, and that's how yeah. I kind of feel about this. Where I'm not going to be greedy until later on. Like there's a there was a very strong chance Faye could have looked at this one. You know what? Even though if you like Charlie Cox, nah. Let's recast, no matter what it is. Even if it was a gritty series, be like, no, let's recast, because we don't want to bring on an actor that was, you know, a part of a different universe, yada, yada, yada. I'm just happy we got Charlie Cox back as Daredevil, mm-hmm. and whether it's She-Hulk we see him, which is rumored, Echo rumored, or this show that is, you know, rumored about high trade. Like, again, one, we could get a show, but two, now him in different appearances, him in Spider-Man, hopefully him in more Spider-Man and stuff. And a new like, suit. A new and suit. And a new suit, yeah. Like, I- I'm really excited for all this stuff. If he is in She-Hulk, do you think we see him in costume? In She-Hulk. I, I, I've said before, I think it would be really, really funny to see that yellow costume suit, just for the joke. But if yeah. we don't see him in costume, we're obviously seeing him in, in a lawyer sequence. I think uh, I could be the reverse. Where maybe we will see him in a lawyer sequence. I think we might just see him in a dating sequence where That's his, fine. some friend might be like, hey, I got a lawyer too. You know, you guys would get along great because you have the same profession. Yeah. I think if you see a suit, it is like Chris said, a joke or a credit to maybe allude to something him doing something down the line. I actually don't think it will be a crime fight. I think it easily could be. It could be just like that Spider-Man animated series episode way back in the day where he mm-hmm. did a bit of both, right? But I would be fine with just... Uh, it was just Matt for now, just almost build that up to when we get to Echo and he could just be a lawyer for a little bit. And then when we see that suit, it's like, wow, you know, so yeah, that's my it, prediction. The, 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 the dating makes dating. sense. Yeah. Like Jennifer Walters is a very promiscuous character. Mm-hmm. Matt Murdock is a very yeah, promiscuous she, character. She, she hold, You're she right. Hold, she Hulk, my mistake. Yeah. Like, but Matt Murdock definitely gets around. Right. And so that, I mean, <laughs> that'd be how? hilarious. I think most likely if we see, I think the most likely place we see the daredevil costume is the echo show. And I do firmly I believe he will be a part of that, especially with Kingpin's involvement, which, granted, not announced, but is so obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I feel he's like dead. that. Yeah, he's no, dead. He's, sure, he died that, in that, that, body. that that show starting <laughs> production. That show has started production already. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- within like a month, we're gonna know probably that Kingpin is 100%. in it, and you know probably won't be too much longer after that that we're gonna find out Charlie Cox is in it. And it, if nothing else, by the time we get to the press tour for She-Hulk, those questions are gonna be asked. I was going to ask you guys, because I know it's back this year, and I know they've gone back and forth with doing stuff, especially with D23, but do you think they Marvel's, like Marvel Prime MCU will be at Comic-Con this year? No. 
Because uh, remember that year they did the they did that whole rollout of the investor. Or 2019, 2019 yeah, was the San Diego Comic Con that did the Phase Four slate. Yeah, and then at D twenty three though, that's when they revealed She Hulk, Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. So it's like they've done that before. Where even if they've had both things back to back, they've appeared at both and dropped stuff. I'm just saying that I feel like Echo and a cast reveal of official of Hey D'Onofrio and Cogs. I think you could see that at something like a Comic-Con. I don't know if they're going. I just know it's happening. Um, obviously, that hasn't been said if they're doing it or not. But if they do the double, I could see them doing something like that where it's an announcement, but it's kind of like an announcement we all kind of knew. But it's still, if there's people there, it gives them something to cheer about. But again, I don't know. I was just asking if they will be there or not. So I don't I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they'll be at one or the other, if not both. Of course, yeah. yeah and yeah. so, like, I mean, they're definitely going to be a part of D23. We're so, skipping D23. Sorry. To go to gonna... San Diego Comic-Con. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No, like it, so whenever d23 is you know this fall or whenever September it is like 9th to 11th okay mm-hmm. perfect so by mm-hmm. that's probably like the latest we'll have to wait for any kind of official announcement but we'll get trade reports prior to that yeah of yeah, course yeah. yeah all right so let us move on from daredevil to this <laughs> lovely background so oh i hate this is the time i gotta bow out madam web this is this is the very tough thing now this is what i'm gonna say before i go because i was so mad last week that i forgot this so i wanted to if oh, you guys would okay. allow me yep. add an additional factor fiction that you had okay. last week because i had this i've read it down so my factor fiction is thor will make less than dr strange opening weekend but make more overall when all said and done i'll say fiction yeah, I'll say fiction too, just because of July Fourth weekend. And just to be clear, okay. fiction of the opening well, no, weekend oh, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get, yeah. yeah, I get what yeah. you mean. Yeah, I'm actually gonna say fact because I think the summer is gonna be a bit busier. People are gonna spend some money, but I do think this school will have better legs. You'll have more people go to it because it has that Shrek thing where there's inappropriate jokes, but the kids don't get them at a certain age. So that's kind of my prediction because before that, you got Jurassic World Dominion, you got Top Gun, you got Lightyear. Some people might be like, you know what, I've spent a lot of money. Yeah, sure, July 4th is a big weekend, but that's my prediction. I don't think it's going to be strange, but I think opening weekend, but I think overall it will in the run, I do. So that's hmm. that's my fact. Okay. I'm, uh, that's my hot take. There you go. All right. So, and with well, that, che- I bid check you out do. Geek First. You're doing a double header tonight and no, tomorrow fuck those guys so. they don't do, they have no talent you know they they're pretty okay as our last itunes review says pretty okay, pretty okay. you know but you uh, know yeah. you, you, unlike us we have to have more dc content right 100 yeah. percent. that's why i'm pretty okay because i don't even have my header right because i'm actually at Travis beast now because there's some guy at Travis now who's tweeted <laughs> in three years that every every year i tweet him say hey you gonna give this up yet you gonna give this up yet no he's a tweet in three years but he has my handle but uh i, yeah, I Travis, feel i feel that pain i feel that pain <laughs> yeah Travis beast now find me Popping randomly here on Geek First, everybody. Uh, have, I know you guys got a long weekend coming up, so have yeah. a long weekend for all the Americans. And uh, thank you for letting me crash for a little bit, gentlemen. Yep. See you later, See buddy. You. See ya. All right, so I'm gonna add this here just because. <laughs> yes, hashtag Madam Web is the blueprint. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we got some Madam Web news. As you know, Marvel Alliance is your Madam Web headquarters central for all the the latest news. We got an additional casting. Ghostbusters Afterlife actress Celeste O'Connor joined Sony's Marvel movie Madam Web. Uh, She's been cast in the upcoming film uh, for the Sony's universe of Marvel characters, no longer Spider-Man characters. Uh, O'Connor's role has not been announced, and they will appear in the comic book adventure alongside Dakota Johnson, who is playing the title character, as well as Sydney Sweeney of Euphoria fame. Did we 
did Dakota Johnson really get, get confirmed? I didn't think that we knew her role specifically. I just thought it was announced by trades like Variety, Deadline, etc. Yeah, so it, this is coming from Variety. This is, um, but anyways, uh, the movie will serve as the origin story for Madam Webb, a clairvoyant whose psychic abilities allow her to see within the spider world itself. In the Marvel Comics, Madam Webb is a paralyzed elderly woman with a... Uh, and uh, just basically, she's connects to the uh, life support system resembling a spider web. And her supernatural abilities prove to be a greatly beneficial to Spider-Man and his arachnid aliases. Uh, S.J. Clarkson, a Marvel alum through Jessica Jones and the Defenders, is directing Madam Web. Uh, Matt Samana and Burke Shapless, the duo behind Jared Leto's vampire antihero, the legend Morbius, are writing the screenplay. And I've never had more confidence than hearing that right there. Yes, exactly. Uh, Madam Mob is the first Sony modern comic book adaptation to feature a woman in the headlining role. It is one of several Spider-Man related spinoffs in production. It is set to release June 7th, 2023. So I, I don't have too much to say after that. I really enjoyed uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Her character was really a, a great, a great kind of balance to the, the other uh, supporting cast members of it. So again, it, I, I have no theory. I think I've seen one theory and it, I kind of laughed at it just because it's been an ongoing joke uh, between uh, Travis, me, you and me uh, that O'Connor might be playing, might be introduced as a jackpot. Oh, God. Um, I, <laughs> Nothing outside of just some random theories at that point. Uh, when I saw jackpot, I said, oh, God, I'm totally bringing that up on this show. I uh, I don't know anything about O'Connor. I looking at her IMDb, I haven't seen any of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just gotta trust the producers behind uh behind the movie. And when have they ever steered us wrong? So, yep. So, uh, but oh. Eddie Caswell in the chat. Afterlife was really good. I'm all in for. Yeah, I've heard for good things. Else. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So moving on from Madam Web to. It was Agatha all along. We've got our lovely spinoff with uh, some some kind of interesting announcements just coming as, as official as we can get uh, with uh, looking at, you know, thanks to Reddit user <laughs> at this point, uh, it seems to have revealed the talented story writers from behind WandaVision and Moon Knight will be boarding the spinoff alongside the announced head writer, uh, Jack Schaefer. This is coming the first writer is coming from uh, Pete Cameron, who wrote WandaVision episode on a very special episode, and all-new Halloween, Spooktacular, as well as Moon Knight's The Friendly Type and The Tomb. The second is Cameron Squires, who wrote the Breaking the Fourth Wall installment of uh, WandaVision as well. And finally, there's Laura Donnie, the writer of previously on the eighth episode of WandaVision. So... Um, Three writers, three ma- major writers, and all coming from uh, so, ep- episodes they've written for WandaVision. So this definitely works for me in the sense of, what, you know, you're pulling the talent behind WandaVision and bringing them back in to do this. So um, I don't think we have a date yet of when it's starting production. I think they were saying it's no, it, we at, don't. at least they're looking at either airing late 2023, if not 2024. My guess is 2024, if any, if if that. 
I would think if it's going to be in 2023, they'd probably go into production soon. Sure, they have time if they're in production earlier 2023 to be later that year. Um, those episodes are basically episodes five through eight, for the record. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, episode eight previously on, I maintain is Marvel's best, like the Disney Plus shows, like best hour or however many like best episode of content they've had to date. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I that right there, like they worked on that show. It's Agatha. They're obviously familiar with the character. Perfect. Yeah. All right, and last, and you know, not ending on a great note because I think Brent and I have probably a similar opinion about um, the possibility of this. Maybe not. Depends on how they use it. Depends on how they use it. Yes. So Stan Lee returns to Marvel Studios with Genius Brands Power Entertainment licensing deal. This is from the Hollywood Reporter as an exclusive. Uh, They exclusively revealed that Marvel Studios inked a 20-year deal with Stanley Universe to use the likeness and name of the comic book creator in movies, TV, Disney theme parks, merchandise, and other experiences. Marvel Studios, thanks to the deal, will now have the right to use Stanley's name, likeness, and signature on big and small screens on top of images, footage, and audio recordings related to him. Disney theme parks, cruise lines, and park merchandise will now be able to use his name, voice, and likeness, and signature. According to the original report, insiders indicate the arrangement doesn't necessarily set the stage for Stanley's famous cameos to return to Marvel movies, at least in the traditional sense. Um, Lee's likeness will not be used in VR and in video games. Uh, Stanley Universe was formed by Genius Brands International and POW Entertainment in 2020 for the writer's non-Marvel creations, although they also hold ownership over the likeness and name. Um, the deal from Genius Brand CEO said it really ensures that Stan, through the digital technology and archival footage and other forms, will live in the most important venue, the Marvel movies and the Disney theme parks. It's it's a broad deal. So kind of like you said, this this did not get much praise at least when this was announced at that point you know people are jumping to like oh they're going to start digitally putting them in cameos things like that when they okay they have the possibility of that but they haven't said they're going to do that it just allows them to merchandise again his license and things like that my ickiness feeling about this is just because of towards the end of stan's life there was a lot of bad blood and a lot of stuff going on with his family, particularly I think his, I want to say, um, I can't remember which family member at that point, um, just kind of using, trying to get more money out of them. It became very, very bad in the sense of a lot of arbitration and things like that. And so it just rubs me the wrong way of how this was worded. Now, Disney necessarily hasn't said what their next steps are Marvel Studios using this at this point, so I'm going to be kind of waiting to see. But I, I kind of, I'm kind of cool with them not doing cameos. I don't want a cam, a digital cameo of it. I'm okay with, I guess, licensing and things like that for products, but I, I don't need to see another Stanley cameo. So, as far as traditional Stanley cameos goes, we've seen throughout the movies and television mm-hmm. shows. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Um, if they want to allude to him other ways, uh, yeah. you know, there's a, a bunch of family photos in the background of a house set or something, and he's one of them, like that kind of thing. Totally fine with me. Uh, if they want to use him at uh, theme parks, like I, I'd be personally okay with like, you know, they like they have like the little animatronic people that basically mm-hmm. like give a speech that was a famous speech of his or whatever. 
Personally, I'd be fine with that too. And I feel like you, I feel like Stanley would want to be involved with Marvel still. Like, I feel like he would be if he could make that choice for him. So I just, for me, it all comes down to what do they ultimately do with him? I don't want him to like be treated like as a character in a movie or in a TV show. Like, that's what I don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, these things are like at Avengers Campus at Disneyland, you know, put up a, a, a picture of him and a plaque or something like that or just a thing discussing like about his life. Like, cause right now I've never been there, but what I've read, there's nothing about Stanley at Avengers campus. It'd be awesome if something there was included. Well, especially when, you know, for example, like using Stan's speech at, uh, to their, their Marvel studios. Welcome back to the movies. Like, that's that's perfectly fine with me. That's absolutely that's okay. yeah. That, that that's that's the right way to use, you know, the licensing. It's just the way the story kind of came out. Everyone jumped to, oh, I'm not cool with this whole idea of him going back into camos. This, if you read the article again, it said it allows them to do it. Now they didn't say they were going to do it. It just allows them the opportunity to do it if they so choose. But I think we're all on the same page. Uh, Eddie Caswell saying, uh, no more cameos. I just feel like they can do something else instead. Again, yeah. merchandising, different things, Funko Pops, all all, all the, the stuff at that point. So, But like you said, it all depends on how they use it. But, all right, so that is all the news for this week. So we're going to take our next ad break before we get into listener feedback, Factor Fiction, and Comic Book Club. So as you know, listeners, these ads help keep the light on the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network. We don't get to choose the ads come on. They can be a bit loud, so I'll give you that three count to turn that volume down before they come on. Three, two, one. We'll be right back. All right. So Brent got some feedback this week. He put out the Spidey signal. What do we got for uh, questions? Yeah, we got a few this week. Um, we're gonna start. We're gonna start off with from Travis Hines. What is the worst helmet in the MCU, and why isn't it? Why isn't it anywhere near as bad as Diggle's <laughs> helmet in Arrow? Got to well, throw that DC stuff in there, right? The second answer is because. As cool of a character as Diggle was and is, his helmet was god awful. Um, the worst helmet in the MCU. Like I'm trying to think, like how many helmets? Like I, I wouldn't put any of the Iron Man helmets in there. So how many I, other helmets have there been? I would go with personally right now. Uh, it, I would say when Cap puts on his original suit in Winter Soldier, I was not. It just it threw mm. me. It, it just I don't know what it was from. The first Avenger, but when he put the suit back on in Winter Soldier, it just, it, I don't know, something didn't jive about it with me. The, the was, helmet that if is. If I was going to go cap, I'd have to go with the helmet piece from the Avengers movie. From the oh, first Avengers movie. Yeah, okay. And all in the games with you on that one. Avengers cap helmet. Um, yeah. Other than that, that's my answer. That's the worst one. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. as far as the fit goes, I guess the Thor one from this trailer that looks too big for him. <laughs> but it's a, it, I still I maintain it's a cool looking, albeit Wolverine inspired helmet design. You're never going to see it now. If you haven't no, thought no, about no. it, you're never going to see it. Uh, Eddie says in the chat, I missed Thor's helmet from the first film. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Selman of Steel, uh, you guys had a fact or fiction a few weeks ago. About Tony Stark creating King. Thinking about it, with them changing Ultron's origin to being created by Stark instead of Pym, could King be a relative to Hank Pym or Hope, with Hope being in the Quantum Realm and King showing up in Ant-Man 3? I feel it might be possible. Do you guys think they would make this kind of change? What do you think about it? I absolutely Mm -hmm. think they would be willing to make that kind of change. Yeah, 
Whether or not they will, at this point, flip a coin. Um, I, I, I guess I would maybe go 60-40 that they're still going to connect it to Reed Richards, connect Kang to Reed Richards, but it, it, they certainly would do this type of change if that's the story they wanted to tell. Yeah, it would not be it would not be surprising to me, and uh, I'm still hoping for my, my fact or fiction that it's related to Tony Stark just because, again, I love taking off the people saying, another villain and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. But it, it it does fit the idea of kind of Hank and what he's been able to do in the quantum realm itself. So some relative that found in a way to really harness the ability and, and double down in what the quantum realm could do. Yeah, it, it, it could definitely be an interesting adaptation uh, into the MCU, their version of it. But I think some part of us are thinking this is it's it's almost too easy It'll be too easy just to ignore the idea of that in the comics. It's related to Reed, but again, I wouldn't be upset. It wouldn't be upset. It would be it'd be cool just to see that. And finally, from Omari Daniels, what's your preferred episode link for Marvel TV shows? Do you prefer the six episodes of Disney Plus or thirteen episode format like the Netflix shows? I thirteen. I've I've learned sometimes in in a lot of series just still there's still the problem with filler. I'm not saying I have a, I don't, let me go back. There's not a problem with filler. It's just how much, but I think nine to 10, I think I, I like that. I think that is a good, it gives enough time. And if they need to have a filler episode, it doesn't give them a lot of room, but to have one really kind of quote unquote filler episode, I think 13. Yeah. It's nice to have the one, but I think even at some points it, they don't need 13. I think nine to 10 is where I'm at. I would agree about nine to 10. I probably would broaden it to eight to 10. Um, in reality, I wish they would just mix it up more. Like some ep- some shows just feel like they could use a seventh episode. Maybe some really only needed four episodes. You know what I mean? Like it. You know, let's just look at the book of Boba Fett. Like they didn't have seven episodes of story about Boba Fett there, so it got a lot of padding with a lot of Mando stuff. Now that Mando stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but it was in the wrong show, right? So it's like. Just be willing to do the three episodes or the four episode story. I want to point out because my response to all in the game, he says no, no Namor, uh, no Namor talk this week. I said nope because someone sneezed on that image and that wasn't cool for them to do. Yeah, indeed, no. <laughs> uh, all in the game uh, saying uh, eight for me help ret- help retain the highest production values. Yeah, and, and again, time wise, as, as close to an hour as possible. You know, yeah. It, realistically, most of the time, drama. It, like, I get, I get the comedies. I get that. You know, it, but it was interesting hearing that uh, Miss Marvel is is running closer to that kind of forty five, forty seven minute window. I was not, I was not. Expecting oh, I didn't, that. I didn't see what the runtimes were. Those two episodes that the reviewers got. It, yeah. I, I, I do think, like, I don't, okay, yes, blah, 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 20 minutes of credits, all those jokes aside, I, I don't care about those, those the, whatever. Yeah. Like, to me, that's no different than a movie having a, like, fine, there, people want movie-level productions and stuff like that. Well, you're going to have movie-level credits, right? Fine with me. But I would like that timestamp, that runtime to be, you know, in that 50-minute range with pretty much the only exception of when they drop two episodes at one time and I'm going to try and watch them before work. Kenobi yeah. but other than that yeah give me that 50 plus minute of a runtime mm-hmm. so all right 
Thank you for those questions all. We appreciate it. And uh, Brent, your turn for fact or fiction. So let me pull up the ones from last week. All right. So fact or fiction number one, as I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Here we are. So number one, we'll see Earth 838 again in the next three years. 56% said fact, 44% said fiction. Number two, the Kang we meet in Ant-Man 3 will die in the in the same movie. 33% said fact, 67% said fiction. And number three, Sam Raimi will direct Doctor Strange 3. 57% said fact, 43% said fiction. So, Brent, what do you have this week? All right, a um, couple of Thor-related ones. We're going to start off with Thor Love and Thunder will top Thor Ragnarok at the box office. All right, so- so Thor Love and Thunder will tap Thor Ragnarok box office. I'm double checking on Ragnarok, but I want to say it was 867. I, I say yes, just because. 854. I was wrong. They, 854. They, Ragnarok was something that it was a departure from what the previous two movies, kind of the, the tone and things like that. People, a lot of the general audience really liked really do like Ragnarok at this point. And those that they see the trailers at that point, they see Jane coming back. They see it's kind of a fun road trip movie. Uh, I think that is the goal and I think they will achieve it. Yeah. Jane uh, following up Ragnarok, the guardians, all these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. I I think they're going to top it. So 854 is what Ragnarok got. So I guess I'm saying 855 and higher. I'm going fact. (laughs) Yeah. And, and again, it is, Marvel, Disney know how to market this movie. Look in every single trailer. We have seen Thor. We have seen the Guardians. We have seen Jane. We have seen Korg. You know, they they know the things that the audience that like Ragnarok are waiting to see again. Okay, number two. If Gore is killed in Thor Love and Thunder, it will be Jane who gets the killing blow. Hmm. Yeah. I could, uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say fact on that one. I'm going to go fact, but I'm in that like 60, 40 range. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's not going to be Valkyrie. It's not going to be Korg or whatever, but I do think, I do think that it would be in this case, pretty awesome if it did end up being Jane. Yeah. I'm kind of, uh... yeah, I've, I'll be curious to see what your third factor fiction are because I've got I've got to write this one down before I forget it for next week for me. That this one is unrelated. Okay, my third All right. one. Yeah. So. All right. So my third third one is simply that Rosario Dawson as Claire Temple will appear in the new Daredevil show. Ooh, it's gonna be interesting depending on with her schedule. At that point, she's starting filming Ahsoka. And they haven't done Daredevil since so there's time. She's going to be point. done with Ahsoka probably. She'll by be the done time with Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, but what other obligations does she have for her other appearances? And she may not like be that. done, like, yeah, appearing as Ahsoka yeah. in Amando or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go fiction. I want it, but it's not a character that is one of those that people are say, oh, we need to have Claire Temple back again. It's, it, she's just not, again, I like the character. I would love it, but I just don't see see her being that one. I ultimately agree. I'm going to go fiction as well, but I will throw in this little asterisk of 
if we find out that like Jessica Jones and the Punisher, like a, a couple mm-hmm. more of the title characters are coming back, I think that drastically increases the odds true. of her making an appearance as well. But Very for right true. now, I'm going fiction. Yeah. So our uh, on the games got, does have a really good question. Uh, real question is which sequel will not outperform its predecessor? That that is a really good question. Uh, Black Panther has is a very real possibility for that, um, especially like the, I think it's legitimate questions because right now, where are we at with China? Right, Thor Ragnarok made over a hundred million dollars in China, so I, I'm and I'm still calling it like that's a big deal. Like that's a mm-hmm. lot of money from the China market. And, and people are still questioning where the box office is at. Eddie Caswell, Aquaman 2. <laughs> um, I know, it's DC. <laughs> that, that might depend on how the uh, Amber Heard trial goes, I guess. But, oh, stop um, it. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but the thing is, I really don't talk about it that much. <laughs> I haven't followed that much. But re- regardless, it, yeah, in general, though, like, you know, there was this t- time historically you did not automatically assume sequels would do better. Um Marvel has been a little bit different with that, but you know, it hasn't always happened. Uh, Age of Ultron didn't, did they, didn't that make less than the first Avengers movie? I'd, no, I'd have to look I, it up, but I yeah, thought I'd it, look it up, but I'm, I'm almost certain that did, that did better. It's definitely not, not great. Oh, uh, no, you might be right. 1.4 billion yeah. for Age of Ultron. You put Avengers in the title, people keep coming out. Mm, nope, Avengers 1.5. Oh, okay. Nope. Right. So I was right. Age of Ultron. Now, I mean, it got really close, and they were yeah. obviously both, you know, combine them, and they're just shy of three billion between the two. But it, I just, I don't think it's a sure thing. Um, that said, I, for all the reasons we've talked about, uh, all in the game. Thank you, Ultron made a hundred million less. Thor Ragnarok. I feel, I, I just, I don't know. I think that really elevated Thor in in a way that just continued throughout Infinity War and Endgame. I think this is going to be huge. Yeah. So all right. Well, we will put those out on Sunday afternoon, and I will uh, come up. But like I said, i got to remember that before I uh, <laughs> go to bed tonight to write that one factor fiction down that I have. But uh, all right, so we've got uh, Comic Book Club, Annihilation number four. So uh, I want to say, I think right now, out, out of the four issues we've read, I think this is my favorite. Yeah, I mean, this, this was this was a great issue. I loved loved all the stuff with Thanos in this one, and like having to deal with like Phyla and having to deal with Drax, and and that like just Thanos was a very big part of this one, and I really really like it. The thing is, I keep forgetting Thanos is not wearing like his standard armor, and so I'm like, is that <laughs> Thanos or is that this other guy? But yeah. no, it's it's him, it's him. And, and I love that the the juxtaposition of following Drax and Drax's just pursuit of killing Thanos like that one. And we get to learn a lot about, you know, not only, you know, we, and we get those, those other moments with star Lord and Nova and, and their plan. And I like, you know, we had mentioned, we couldn't remember you fully. You and I of when this was taking place and they do make reference to civil war happening yeah, at yeah. that point. So we know where exactly this is happening, but just, I, I I agree. I love the Thanos part just because we don't. A lot of times, many people think Thanos is very one dimensional, and to some extent, they're not necessarily wrong. But we get a lot of we get his plan, we get his ideas of what he's planning on doing, and his realization that oh yeah, Annihilus is um, yeah not the person I want to be totally aligned with. So I'm willing to kind of cut bait and and release Galactus. 
Right. And at the same time, like they do acknowledge like a th- almost a fear of Galactus, like a concern, a worry mm-hmm. of Gal- like if he is to power back up. And it's just like they, they kind of make you feel bad for Galactus. Like the way that they're like they are letting him feed, <laughs> yeah. but just enough to keep him alive to keep the engines running. Exactly. They bring that up a few times at that point. It's like, oh my gosh, poor Galactus. Right. Poor Galactus. Whoever would have thought. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so Drax eventually uh, gets crashes into the ship as, you know, Thanos is trying to get, you know, basically release all the holes on Galactus and, and Moonstar is trying to stop her own father from saying, no, you have to stop. You have to let Thanos do it. He says, I'm not, I don't care. And he sees death and then is killed. Maybe. Yeah, shoves his hand right through, right through, rips his heart out, and mm-hmm. just pushes it through. And Thanos, you know, has the reaction that I feel anybody would have in that scenario of, huh, interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. It, I mean, yeah, it's interesting. You got that right, I guess, yeah. but that's not what I was expecting. Yep, and there you go, Drax. You've killed us all. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. We'll find allegedly, out. Allegedly, yeah, so... All right, so we got issue five. Um, I think we'll kind of put this out there because I mentioned it kind of you and I offline when we uh, were starting this. I think we'll add in the two aftermath issues just to kind of like bring the series to a close sure. at that point. So, that works. so we've got five and six, and then we got two more aftermath issues. So we got a little bit of time uh, before we kind of work on our, our next one. But yeah, so all right, volume 110, another nice big episode at that point. So, um, yeah, we've got two weeks till uh, the premiere of Miss Marvel. So only next week will be our kind of last week of you know con- content less, in the sense of uh, Mar- Marvel uh, Marvel Alliance. But you know we don't want to rub it in too much. You know there there are other shows that you know say that we're just sitting here eating large, and uh, you know we're lucky. We well, we understand that. They're not wrong. They're not, they're not wrong. <laughs> All right, Brent, tell people how they can follow you. Sure, Brentac Prime on Twitter and uh, the same over on TikTok. And again, I'm telling you, go to TikTok. It's way more fun than Twitter and all those other places are. Every day I get closer to closer to joining TikTok, not because I'm creating content, not because I want to create content, just because I want to see all the stuff. It's it's fun. It's just, it's, there's so much funny stuff there. <laughs> well, very true, very true. So uh, before I give you my stuff at that point, uh, again, I want to thank our official sponsor one more time, organicpricebooks.com. Use that code MARVELGUA at checkout for two drives off every single order. Use that a limited amount of times. So they're there to help. Enjoy all the goodness at OPB. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Balga. You can follow my other show, World's Finest True Believers, at Finest Believers. Remember, a new episode dropping this Sunday morning at our new day and time for our monthly drops. You can follow this show on Twitter at Marvel A Podcast. You can email the show at MarvelAlliancePodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network on Twitter at GUA Pod Network. Feel free to tweet, email if you want to provide feedback, actor fictions, ask questions. Continue to rate and review this show on the solo feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever platform of choice may be. Also, forgot to plug it at the beginning, and Mr. Snell was on, forgot to plug his own stuff. Uh, check out Geek First Saturday night. You have the roast of Taylor Field. It is going to be for fun, but also for charity. All funds going to support the efforts in Ukraine. So I don't know what their goal is. I know it's a modest goal at that point, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you join in for that. And, uh, oh, and you got a last-second comment all in the game. They can spend the entire episode looking at the Blue Beetle and Aquaman suits with their lack of content. Yes, but they're excited about that. They're very excited about that. Um, 
Indeed. Indeed. But uh, again, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all for joining us in the live chat. Stay safe out there, everyone. And as Stan the Man would say, Excelsior, true believers. Well, for post-credits, we're going to talk our predictions of Ob- for Obi-Wan Kenobi at that point. Our hopes, our dreams. And Brent, you had our rationalization. Why are we talking Star Wars on a Marvel podcast? Because Marvel publishes Star Wars comic books. So I, I'm like, that's Mar- it's Marvel. It's, it's, it's Marvel. all Marvel. Yep. Yep. So, but, uh, but yeah, so get, what are some of your hopes and predictions for Obi-Wan Kenobi? You know, it's weird. Like, I really, I, I feel like I should have more predictions. I really, outside of, like, I keep seeing people think that Mace Windu's going to pop up, so maybe that. <laughs> like, I really don't have what I feel like is great predictions. I just, I'm really excited, like, for the show. Like, I am really genuinely, like, all my, all my snark aside about how, like, you know, it, it's a prequel about a character we've seen die before, so obviously we shouldn't care about it. Like, I am genuinely excited about it. Like, the trailers look so much fun. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be cool to see Darth Vader again and see the two of them. And I know there's all these debates and comments of, like, how does that line up with Episode Four? Thank God Star Wars casual status means I can just ignore all that and just have, have fun with it. Yeah, I, I, I think some of my hopes and... I would love to see a a live action look back at Hayden and and Ewan being being you know Hayden outside of the Darth Vader armor as as Anakin again in some Clone War fights like that we had not seen time. yet. Clone yeah. Wars time. I, I I think that we're gonna see it. I hope we see it. What I really enjoy and looking forward to is seeing more of that history. We do. I've only seen in the comics or Legends. Obi-Wan during this time that we don't have a lot of information about. Yeah, okay, he's watching over Luke, but he has to go off, as we've seen in the trailers, has to go off the planet. What is his connection with this Inquisitor, this female Inquisitor that she seems to know about? What are we going to see? Like, do I... I don't know if we're, my hope, my prediction is we're probably not going to see Force Ghost Liam Neeson, but I predict that we're going to see, hear the voice of Liam Neeson as he connects in the Force. That'd be cool. Um... I, I had thought it'd be kind of neat if, like, uh, uh, you see, like, Rex or someone, you mm-hmm. know, the clones, like, Tamara Morrison reprising that role would be kind of yeah. neat. Um, I, I also thought, like, it, I like the, Inqui- the the Inquisitors. Like, they they were cool in Jedi Fallen Order, so that'll be fun to see, you know, the helicopters, the lightsaber and things. Yeah, sure, that's <laughs> great. Um, there's, this, there's a Darth Vader comic. Well, I haven't read very many Star Wars comics, but there's a Darth Vader one. Um, from a few years ago where he's basically just going around hunting Jedi that were still alive that like survived order 66. I think I want to say, I think I want to say that's Charles souls run. Sounds right. Yeah. I think it'd be cool to even get a glimpse of that. Like to see him hunt down and kill Mm -hmm. another Jedi. Like that would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Eddie in the chat saying, love to see an epic Vader and Obi lightsaber. Oh, I think you're going, you're going to get that. They, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I hope they play Duel of the Fates. You, you oh, know, yeah. They did in the trailer. Fine. Uh, Own up I to did. it. Service the fans. Own up to it. Yeah, I haven't seen. I, I want to. I'll watch it after because um, in celebration, John Williams did come back to perform, live perform at 90 years old, live per, conduct mm-hmm. the, the orchestra for the, the theme he wrote for this series. He never got to write it, an Obi-Wan theme. He got to write the theme for Obi-Wan, so I'm very excited to actually hear that. Then I'll pull up the video to see that, but that's, that's going to be cool. I'm, 
it's a limited series right now. I, that's okay with me. I'm very excited about this because my remembrance of seeing Revenge of the Sith that at the first time seeing it in theaters with hearing Luke's theme when he is giving Luke to um, Owen and Baru, hearing that theme and hearing seeing him kind of reach out a little bit for it, oh, it just it just choked me up just because okay, I know what happens to the character, but just knowing how that movie just ends on such a downward trend of just like we know where we're going but oh i i want to we're looking we're seeing a man who's utterly defeated how does he continue on what is his motivation outside of just protecting uh luke so i know i know she'd be quite a bit younger because this takes place well before the mandalorian do you think and do you think there's any chance we see ahsoka show up i'm gonna go no and i don't want ahsoka to show up in this show Okay. Because the only the reason I say that, and, and I've gone on record many times, Ahsoka's my favorite, even though she says she's not a Jedi, she's my favorite Jedi next to Yoda and Obi Wan of of all time. This show really needs to be focused on Obi Wan, and I think mm-hmm. you bring in a character, it'd be basically bringing like Grogu into this. It, it would. Okay. Well, would, Grogu would, obviously <laughs> has to be in this. You gotta have Baby Yoda. <laughs> you gotta have Baby. But I think Ahsoka would take. A, take it, me out of it at that point. I'd be excited, but I'd potentially be like, I, overshadow. Yeah. yeah, overshadowing at that. But I want this series to be solely focused on Obi Wan and this this dynamic he's having, and of course his when he makes that revelation that Darth Vader is Anakin, because as far as he knows, Anakin is dead. He doesn't know who this Darth Vader is. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, he thinks he thinks when he walked away, Anakin is dead. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show my ignorance here, Clay, yeah. Katie, I'm sorry, I don't care. <laughs> In episode four, when Vader kills him, did he know that he was Anakin at that time? What in episode four? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, he knows at that point. But I, I'm going on the idea. So when that, does he find out? Yeah, that's, what I'm that's saying. a great this, question. Because spoilers for Rebels, you know, three to one. If you have not seen Rebels, I'm gonna give a big kind of spoiler. Go watch it's, it. It's better than Clone it, Wars. It, it, <laughs> Oh, stop it. It's good. It's just different. Um, it that there is a battle sequence between Ahsoka and Vader. And in that, she has the sudden realization of who Vader is. And it oh it it that that moment where she realizes who Vader is is just one of the most heart-wrenching realizations she had ever had at that moment. So I'm I want to see that with Obi. If if he truly does not know until that moment when he faces Vader for the first time, because um, it goes back to the thing when he says in episode four, when I first faced you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. So. I, I like that idea a lot. I like mm-hmm. that idea a lot. And I it makes so much sense that it almost feels like a gimme. Like, yeah, yeah like they kind of have to do it. Yep. So I'm excited. We get two episodes. If you're listening to this. You know, hopefully you're going to be watching some Obi-Wan this weekend. Check out Star Wars Alliance. They're live uh, Friday night. That'll be dropping. I'm not sure when they're going to drop that in the feeds officially, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, again, we'll be back with you next week. Stay safe out there.